This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 13th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The NSA has impersonated Facebook and other popular sites to inject malware into thousands of computers, and thousands more have been compromised by botnets that have subsequently been commandeered by NSA. In an effort to catch national security threats, Cato Research Fellow Julian Sanchez argues the agency has taken a Pokemon attitude toward global communications. You gotta catch them all. It's no surprise that the National Security Agency will sometimes want to hack computers in order to plant surveillance software on the machines of targets, specific suspected terrorists or employees of foreign governments that it needs to keep tabs on. But what we've learned from the most recent cache of uh, Snowden documents is that they have radically scaled this up, Uh, whereas once there might be a few hundred Uh, or perhaps a few thousand machines worldwide um, that the NSA had targeted for hacking and malware implantation. They have developed and since 2010 implemented uh, an automated system called Turbine, which is capable of implanting malware on a massive scale. So we know that currently there are hundreds of thousands of machines globally infected and the NSA aspires to be able to have potentially millions of machines worldwide compromised by a whole array of programs that can remotely activate webcams and microphones, uh, basically turning uh, a computer or a mobile device into a kind of remote spy uh, drone for them, uh, as well as, of course, exfiltrating data from those machines. Uh, On a small scale, again, that's legitimate. That's what the agency is there to do. Um, But on a large scale, uh, there are a lot of concerns, I think, about uh, the idea that you would be deliberately creating compromised machines by the millions. And indeed, one of the things we just learned from Reuters in a follow-up report is that, in fact, one of the things NSA does to aid their hacking is hijack botnets. So as we know, one of the big cyber threats we often hear about from the intelligence community is criminal networks that create botnets, that is, thousands of uh, hacked or compromised machines with malware implanted that are centrally controlled and turned into sort of slaves um, of the criminal network to attack whatever system they want to attack. And what the NSA we now know is doing is not, in effect, freeing the slaves, but uh, becoming the new master, taking over the command and control channel. Um, and that's, that's sort of a, a disturbing, I think, on, on a number of levels. You would think that the, uh, the appropriate incentive that you want an agency tasked, among other things, with cybersecurity to have is to eliminate botnets, to eliminate vulnerabilities that allow machines to be compromised. And so what we see here instead is that the NSA is adding to vulnerabilities. When you compromise a machine, you actually render it uh, weaker and more uh, vulnerable to exploitation, not just by yourself, but by others. Uh, but also to create a situation where NSA, which has some of the brightest minds uh, uh, in computer security, uh, there's detecting new vulnerabilities in widely deployed software, now no longer have an incentive to say, hey, Microsoft, uh, hey, Google, Uh, There's a problem in your software. This had better be patched before someone exploits it, uh, before users are harmed because there are these vulnerabilities. Instead, they have an incentive to ensure that those vulnerabilities go undiscovered so that they can be made use of. We already knew that the NSA had 
in a social sort of way, attempted to weaken encryption standards. And uh, that has already uh, angered people who are in the cryptography community. And now using Facebook and hijacking botnets, and we also learned this week that uh, it's not a joke. The administration wants to help businesses secure themselves from cybersecurity threats. I mean, this is something that, that folks have pointed out for years, and it's, uh, I think they're, they're being proven right. Everyone has said there is an inherent tension in having the same agency that is tasked with exploiting vulnerabilities, uh, implanting spyware, making sure we are able to compromise foreign systems, and at the same time, um, given that all these systems tend to use the same software, at the same time, this is the agency tasked with helping American business uh, secure itself and trying to make sure American networks are more secure. Those goals are fundamentally intention. I think one of the ways we see that is in, 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 in terms of the, um, the backlash against uh, American companies that we've already seen beginning because people worry uh, that these companies have been co-opted by NSA either directly through programs like PRISM. So people fear that uh, if you use Skype, if you use a Google service, that perhaps that's less secure because NSA has ordered uh, backdoors or vulnerabilities to be int uh, introduced. But also just because th their knowledge of these systems is more uh, detailed. And so it's more tempting when they're hijacking a browser session in order to implant malware to use, as we now know, um, both the tracking cookies and other kinds of data these services generate, and the systems themselves. So one of these programs we've learned about is a, a sort of suite of programs um, under the umbrella name Quantum, where essentially you'll try and connect to a site like CNN or Cato or I hope not Cato um, or Facebook, and um, they will quickly intercept a, a kind of man on the side or man in the middle attack, as, as it's known, where you think you're actually you're visiting that site, but in fact you're directed to a fake site NSA has developed in order to inject malware onto your system. Uh, and the problem, of course, is that um, if they're systematically doing this with certain sites, uh, you again kind of create a, a sense of lack of trust in those sites uh, and lack of trust in the sites they're using um, to pinpoint people. Uh, so, for example, we, we learned that uh, they use a whole array of selectors, um, that is to say kind of targeting um, queues based on user accounts on an array of U.S. sites. So when you use a Google account, that puts uh, various kinds of cookies on your machine that can be used to identify you. Um, and this is one of the ways NSA targets machines uh, for hacking. And so, uh, again, on a smaller scale, Arguably, that's something consistent with their mission. But when we know it's not just terrorists, but foreign system administrators, one of the slides we've seen in this new report uh, bears the legend, I hunt sysadmins, because what NSA knows is, you know, it's useful maybe to compromise the specific machine of one foreign government employee or one foreign terrorist. But it's a lot more useful to compromise an entire foreign network, an entire 
uh, an entire telecommunications switch, for example, an uh, entire foreign internet service provider. And so even if you're not a terrorist or a spy or anyone who's doing anything wrong, if you're just an ordinary security professional or IT person, you have – uh, on the basis of this report, every reason to think that NSA is trying to hack your system so they can own your network and then be able to spy on your users wherever, uh, whenever they want to. And that's, I think, a, a, just a, a tremendously dangerous system to create, both in terms of the architectural vulnerabilities and in terms of undermining the kind of trust the internet runs on. You can't suspect a network, right? You can't suspect a network of being... Right, so, in, involved in some nefarious uh, activity. Uh, so what, what's what's increasingly clear here is that uh, the NSA really wants to have a kind of total capability um, to spy on its targets whenever it needs to. And the problem, of course, is that means compromising systems that aren't doing anything wrong, that aren't being used at the moment. Um, for anything nefarious because uh, that's how, when the time comes, you know you have that capability. So um, you're going to hack into, let's say, a Belgian uh, telecommunication system, a Belgian internet provider. Is it because the Belgian internet provider is engaged in criminal activity? No. It's because one day you might want to spy on a Belgian who is engaged in um, criminal or terrorist activity. Uh, the problem, of course, is that means you have to hack innocent people um, and compromise entire systems um, that haven't been engaged in any wrongdoing. The NSA has said that uh, it monitors communications exclusively where there is a foreign intelligence or counterintelligence purpose and that all of NSA's operations are strictly conducted under the rule of law. Is that, I mean, can they come to that conclusion? Well, it's easy, I suppose, to uh, conduct activities under the rule of law when the rules are so loose. So uh, what they can say, of course, is, um, well, we're hacking the system administrator's computer in order to get his passwords, in order to compromise uh, the system with thousands or millions of users um, for the foreign intelligence purpose of being able to acquire specific communications of some user of that system. Sure, their ultimate purpose may be foreign intelligence, uh, but that doesn't mean there isn't a lot of collateral damage along the way. And there's not a, it's not a narrowly tailored uh, effort. No. What's increasingly clear is that they, again, have hundreds of thousands of machines already compromised, um, are looking to expand into the millions, basically have a kind of Pokemon, gotta catch them all attitude toward uh, not just terrorists, but communications. Uh, again, the idea is not just to be able to get specific targeted machines that you believe to be involved in wrongdoing, but to be assured that there's never going to be a communication in the future that you're not in a position to intercept if you decide you need to. It's the exact same uh, pattern or motivation we see with the uh, bulk collection of Americans' phone records. It's not uh, that everyone is a terrorist or everyone is a spy. It's that they want to have everything just in case five years from now they decide that someone needs to be looked at. Uh, which is itself uh, a serious problem. Right. Yes. I mean, the, uh, on, on, on their theory, there's almost nothing that, that in some sense is not a legitimate uh, foreign intelligence exploitation of, of a system or a, legit, uh, a legitimate foreign intelligence collection of data because you never know what in the future will be useful. I mean, this really is the equivalent of 
randomly planting a camera and a microphone bug in millions of homes randomly, not because currently you think someone is up to wrongdoing, but because it's more handy to have them there in case you ever need to turn them on. Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work on national security and tech policy at Cato.org.